That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Edit audio. Hello and welcome to Confessions, a podcast by Cosmo where your secrets are safe with us. My name is Mia Lardier, and today I am joined by my guest co-host, Cosmo's senior astrology editor, Erica W. Smith. Hi, Erica. Hey, thanks for having me. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. So in this podcast, we respond to anonymous confessions with help from a guest expert and try to give some advice. Before we get into this week's confession, do you have something that you want to confess? My confession is that sometimes I will look up people's birthdays and then pretend to accurately guess their zodiac sign. I love that as the astrology editor. Yeah. So with my job, when I tell people my job, yeah. at least half the time they'll ask me to guess their zodiac sign. Right. So to kind of be prepared, anytime I see what someone's birthday is, whether they've posted it on Instagram, whether it's like an internal work doc that sure. lists people's birthdays. I make a mental note of what their sign is, and then when they ask me, I will pretend to accurately guess it. Like, I love it. This happened recently with someone, and he was like, oh, so can you tell what my sign is? And right. I was like, oh, you know, I'm really getting, like, earth sign energy. I think maybe you're a Taurus or a Capricorn. Actually, yeah. I think it's a Virgo. You're a Virgo, right? And he was, but he does not know that I had access to his birthday in advance. <laughs> I also love the, like, feigning, like, I think maybe, like, Taurus, like, and then you finally land on it. Yeah, exactly. So now my secret's going to be out there. <laughs> as, as a Scorpio, I think that that's kind of a – it's a thing that you do is keeping secrets. Yeah, and Scorpios are known for being kind of like tricky manipulative. Yes. So I feel like this is very much my Scorpio side It's all in out. line. It's all in line, people. Yeah. <laughs> um, and a fun fact is that Erica and I actually share the same birthday, both November 19th Scorpios. Yes, the best birthday. The best birthday, the best energy. Hopefully you have one in your life. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into this week's confession. I think we've all been in this situation. You're in bed ready for the best sleep of your life when, as you slip into dreamland, something confusing awaits you on the other side. You're with someone who isn't your partner, and you're naked, and you're getting it on. Stranger danger. Here's what our listener had to share. Take it away, confessions robot. I had a sex dream about my best friend's boyfriend, who is also my friend. I've never been into him or anything, and now I feel awkward. What gives? Lainey Dolphin is a dream analyst, and she founded the Dream Interpretation Center in Montreal in 1997. She has been a lecturer at Concordia University in Montreal since 2005. 
Lainey studied at the Gestalt Counseling and Training Center in Montreal and with Dr. Leo Gold of the Alfred Adler Institute in New York. Author and writer of the Understanding Dreams column at Psychology Today, Lainey offers Dream in Our keynotes and workshops for companies, events, and libraries. You can find Lainey at thedreamanalyst.com. So Lainey, thank you so much for being here today. My pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. So sex dreams can be really funny, sometimes weird or confusing. Why do we have them and what does that mean? Well, I'm always bouncing back and forth between the literal and the metaphoric. Yeah. Because after all, our dreams speak the language of metaphor. Right. And so the first thing I would look at about a sexual dream is to see, am I feeling horny? Right, Has yeah. it been a long time? Because the dreams provide emotion for you to take that feeling and run with it, to yeah. take care of business. So you're a dream analyst, so you look at these kinds of puzzles. They're almost like puzzles, I think, They are right? puzzles. Yeah, so how do you go about decoding them? Well, the first thing I'll say is every dream is an interior problem-solving conversation mm. that takes place between your conscious and your unconscious. Interesting. And every dream is triggered by something that either happened to you yesterday mm. or something that you thought about. And it's always something that's bugging you. Yeah. Because we prioritize, same as we do in the day. We wake yeah. up and we prioritize, who do I have to call? Who right. do I have to email? Right. And your dreams do that too, but it prioritizes the thing that's bugging you the most. Mm. And all of your dreams are you testing out different possible solutions and reactions to that situation that's bothering you. Right. So my whole focus, you're talking about a puzzle. My first goal is to find out what are you talking to yourself right. about? Right. What's the subject? And in order to do that, and I also like to call them puzzle pieces. Mm. I developed a six point of entry system okay. that anybody can use Great. to help you understand. And those are always the basis of my questions okay. are rooted in these six points of entry. All right. The feelings, the action, the puns and play on words, uh -huh. the symbols, the repetition, because we are constantly repeating ourselves in yep. our dreams, and the plot. Wow. And so you'll notice through our discussion today yeah. that all the things I say have that background right. to right. help the dreamer tell me what's the situation that they're discussing with themselves. Yeah. And once I know it, well, my specialty is understanding what a solution looks like mm. when it comes in the form of a metaphor. Interesting. Yeah. Every single memory and association that you have ever had since you're born mm. is sitting there in your database, or I'm over 50, so I call it a filing cabinet. Yeah. <laughs> and because it's all about language, when you want to say something to yourself, your database opens up. Yeah. And it will shock you when you hear some examples I'm going to give you, how precise the unconscious is mm. when it's like a perfect mirror each and every time about what it is that you're trying to say to yourself. And it's not an accident that you use certain symbols. We are human and we all experience 
sadness, happiness, fear, you know, speaking up, not speaking up. So there's so many qualities that we share, but my uh, niche is finding the specificity of why did you use that symbol Mm. last night? And for that, you need the dreamer. You can't look it up in a book. Yeah, I think that oftentimes I think people are a lot smarter than they give themselves credit for. When you're in a problem, a lot of the times, you know, the solution and sometimes it's painful to look at or it's a hard choice to make. And I think our dreams often kind of like reveal those hard choices that we don't want to make. Exactly. Yeah, it's so interesting. Your conscious is always hiding. Yeah. And your unconscious is always revealing. Yes, exactly. There are people <laughs> that I know that I wish would have certain dreams. Yes. <laughs> but, um, so, Lainey, how common are sex dreams? Very common. Very common. Very common. I feel like everybody here at the table has had a sex dream at one point or another. Yes, they're, absolutely. They're yes. very common. And I'm going to go back to the language, as I always do, because if I say to you, I got so screwed in that business deal. Yeah. There you have it. Yeah. Now I've triggered a sexual dream that has absolutely nothing whatsoever to do with sex. Yeah. That's so interesting. So they're very common because it depends on the language that you use. Right. And I guess as you get older, as you start to have sex or, you know, are in maybe complicated romantic relationships or have crushes on people, then it becomes more It starts to take on a different meaning. That's right. Yeah, so it can feel weird. (laughs) Yes. I feel like I've sometimes had sex dreams where I wake up and I'm like, wait, I do have a crush on that person. Right, right. Well, that's, that's why I'm always wanting to look at the literal and the metaphoric because you don't want to ignore your dream tapping on your door telling you that, you have an attraction for somebody. Yes. Yeah. And I I think it can be awkward too. If you're in a a committed relationship and you have a dream like this person did about someone that isn't your partner, it can kind of feel a little bit like, I don't know, embarrassing to talk to your partner about that. I think unless they kind of know that dreams are more than just like actual desires. Right. Um, And that's why you want to figure out why you had that dream last night. Exactly. Exactly. How would you differentiate between like a dream where you wake up and you're like, wait, I am into that person and I'm kind of turned on right now versus a dream where you wake up and you're like, wait, what was that? Yeah. I'm not into that person at all. I hate right. that dream. <laughs> well, dreams that turn you on might be there for exactly that purpose. And sometimes, often, dreams offer us a rehearsal. And so I'm thinking about another dreamer. I'm always thinking about dreamers. Mm. And so this woman who was brought up in a very traditional home Mm. and was in a a marriage for 15 years, and she's always on the bottom Mm. because she's very traditional Mm. and always has been, except she started having a series of recurring dreams where she's always on top. And so that even about speaking up to somebody at work or whatever, the dreams provide a safe place to rehearse a certain behavior or attitude. That's so interesting. And when you get comfortable with it, that's when you bring it outside to your waking life. Yeah. And of course, this girl brought it home. Yeah. And her husband was very happy. I bet. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So a major change happened in their relationship that she welcomed and he welcomed. Yeah. And it was the rehearsal in the dream that helped her make the move. Yeah. So it's kind of giving you inspiration to take action. Exactly. So let's break down the specific dream from this reader. 
All we know is that she had sex in the stream with her best friend's boyfriend, who is also her friend. How would you interpret that at face value? There's big specificity when you're speaking to the dreamer. Yes. But because I don't have the opportunity to speak with the dreamer right. today, I'm going to give you all my projections, and right. I hope that you will share some of yours as well. Perfect. If it was me, I would do a feelings point of entry, an action, mm. and a symbols point of entry. Okay. And so for the feelings, I might ask myself, the first obvious is there something missing from my relationship? Okay. Like, am I practicing cheating because I really want to want cheat? Something. Yeah. Or how about, am I horny? Right. And is that what this is about? Right. The other thing is because you know already that I'm always looking for the situation. So I might think to myself, have I ever cheated before? And if I did, how did I feel when I cheated? Mm. And then I'm going to take it outside to waking life right. and ask myself, what's going on this week right. in my life yeah. that's making me feel the same way? Because perhaps the dream is there to point me to the person or situation mm. and uh, also has there been some kind of shift in my feelings yeah and for an action I mean it makes me think of work what about if I'm at work and somebody asks me if I'll do a task that frankly I don't feel like doing right but I say yes so I yeah. have now betrayed myself mm. and so that could bring on a cheating dream also. Interesting. And have I cheated on myself? Like the best example is, did I have any sugar today? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and so those are some of the things I'd be looking at. Here's another one. What is something I did this week that I would normally never, I would never think of doing that? Yeah. Or where did I cross a line that I would never cross? Interesting. Finally, we can't leave this dream without looking at the symbols. Yeah. And symbols are people, places, and things. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to want to ask myself, if I'm that dreamer, what are the first two or three things that come to my mind when I think about that man? Mm -hmm. So if this dreamer was here and she said to me that the first thing she thinks about is how assertive that guy is, mm -hmm. then that would be her excuse the expression, coming together with an aspect of her own personality Interesting. where she has a waking situation where her assertiveness is needed, yeah. but she really, her knee-jerk response to life situations is not assertiveness. Right. So she's staying quiet, but she dreams that she's sleeping with this man, right. and it's all about trying to wake up her potential. Yeah to be assertive. Could it also be something about what the best friend represents in relation to the boyfriend? Like, oh, I feel separate from my boyfriend's like social life or mm. from his past, or I, I feel love like it. we're not close yeah. enough. I feel like applauding you, Erica, because <laughs> that is exactly what projection looks like. Mm. And if you take 15 people in a room and one person shares a dream, you would be shocked at all the different yeah. answers, because we all, our experience, our life experience, and that database mm -hmm. is as unique to each of us as your fingerprint. Wow. It's like looking at a cloud, right? Like everybody can have a different, like, exactly. oh, it looks like a horse. It looks like yeah. a, you know, 
are those so like ink blots. What do you call yeah. them? Oh, yeah, the Rorschach, Rorschach test. Yes. 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 yes, it's so interesting. Just like that. Lainey, do you recommend people keep like a dream journal or anything like that? Yeah, I do. And after a period of time of keeping a dream journal, and if you create your own dictionary from using it, I had a major dream in my life uh, when I was 21 that was about a freight elevator, a recurring dream about a Mm. freight elevator. And I know because I did that, work that you're talking about, I know that a freight elevator is this big wide space, but in the middle, the floor is lifted and it's wobbles. Mm. It moves. The middle part of the floor moves. Yeah. And that is how Lainey says to herself, I don't feel like I have my ground. Oh, wow. And so I I know that a freight elevator, I'm already going to be looking for what's going on in my life where I'm not really feeling my ground. That is so interesting. And, and the other thing is once you figure out what an image means to you translated, you probably won't have it again. Before we get back to the sex dreams, I have a question about, um, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but have you ever dreamed about a dead relative? Yeah, absolutely. Or one that maybe has recently passed. I want to kind of hear both of your takes on what you think about when you see, whether it's someone who recently passed and you're seeing them, someone who's about to pass and seeing them. What do you, what is your take on that? I just think it's so fascinating. Well, I would go back to uh, the database about Mm -hmm. that every single memory and association Mm -hmm. that you have. So um, I'm 70 and 30 years ago, Mm -hmm. so I was turning 40 I was brought up, I was going to go deeper later, but maybe I'll just touch on it now. Yeah, why not? Okay. And so when we are born, we come into the world whole. We have a plethora of potential, I call Mm. it. We could be selfish, giving, shy, assertive, a hero, a chicken. Maybe you're the person that's always giving out an invitation, Mm. and maybe you're the person who's always on the receiving end of the invitation. Mm. And so what happens is we come in with everything, and our parents bless their hearts through not, it's not a fault or a blame thing I'm talking about. It's a natural thing because of how they were brought up. We get taught that it's better to be one way than another way. Mm. And so in the house that I grew up in, The message was, don't open up that big mouth. (laughs) And so I learned to shut up, to stay quiet about my feelings because it was considered disrespectful. If my father was yelling at me, I couldn't look at my dad when I was seven and say, excuse me, I don't really like (laughs) and I'm going to leave the house now. So none of that was happening. So I became, I call it over and under exercised. Mm. I became over-exercised in staying quiet and under-exercised in speaking up. Mm. And so one day when I was 40 and I was finding my voice, mm-hmm. Andy, my husband, opened up a big mouth to me one night. And what was my knee jerk? I stayed there quiet. Mm-hmm. And that night I dreamed about an aunt of mine who had already been dead for about 15 years at the time. Mm. And so using a symbol's point of entry, I asked myself very quickly, what comes to my mind when I think about that aunt? And I would tell you the same thing today, 30 years later. She had the biggest mouth of anybody I ever met. 
<laughs> she was the most assertive person. Yeah. If she wasn't happy with you, she had no problem telling yeah. you. Yeah. And if she loved you, she would also tell you. Yeah. And so I am not here to say that change is easy. I am here to say that change is possible. Mm. And because I understood her appearance in the dream, I'm not going to become a sort of like her overnight. Right. But I understood that I needed to access a little bit of her. And I call that my first time in the gym with my voice. Interesting. And so because I understood that, the next morning, once I analyzed the dream, I said, Andy, you were yelling at me last night. It makes me feel like I'm seven. I'm with my dad again. Could you please not do that? So that was that first little piece of exercising that muscle. And here we are now 30 years later. First of all, he stopped raising his voice to me. Wow. At least within maybe two or three years. Yeah. But now none of them open up a mouth like that to me. Not my kids, my grandchildren, my husband, because they all know that I've been exercising right, that muscle. Yeah, and I am not afraid to speak up for myself. So interesting. So that's an example, yeah. an excellent example of when somebody who passed on visits you, why you would want to ask yourself what things come to your mind about that person. Erica, do you have any thoughts on dead relatives? Yeah, I think part of it can be your brain kind of working out the grief process. Um, Good. When I was in high school, a friend of mine died rather suddenly in a car crash. And I still remember the dreams I had about her more than 10 years ago. Yeah. In the months following, they were so vivid. And I think it was my brain working out how to grieve her. I work a lot with like people who write about spirituality mm-hmm. and I would like to think that people visiting us in our dreams are actually visiting us. And yeah. I'm, I'm right on board with you. Yeah. And I often say that if I dream about my father, which I came here from Montreal, so I traveled. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I might dream about my father right. before a trip because I need to access that male business side of myself mm. as opposed to the mom and the grandmother. But how do I know that my father didn't really visit me? Right. And exactly, I absolutely yeah. believe that he probably did. Yeah. I had a dream similar to that. Um, my one grandfather had already passed and he came to me in a dream. It was like a dark room. He was sitting in a chair and he said to me, it's going to be a really hard year. And um, he was like crying. And I had never seen my poppy cry before. And that year, my other grandpa died a few months later. Like, there are a few other things, I think, that happened in our family, but it was a bad year. And it was very weird and kind of ominous forecast. But also, it was it was very weird to feel safe getting that message from him because it was a grandfather that I loved so much. So sweet. Yeah. yeah. So. If you're having, like, a recurring dream or recurring images, recurring themes in your dream, would you say that's, like it's something you still need to work out. Like you didn't get it the first time and that's why you keep I having the dream. You're so, we're right on the same page, you <laughs> and I. And so our dreams repeat several ways. They repeat inside the same dream. Like um, uh, 20 years ago, I was invited to do Good Day New York and I'm more a radio personality. Mm -hmm. And so I'd never been on TV before. Mm -hmm. And in the same night, I dreamed about a ghost I dreamed that I was standing on the abyss of a cliff and closer to the morning, I dreamed about my grade five teacher. Wow. And what what does it mean? I'm scared. I'm scared. 
I'm scared. Yeah. And so because we humans, I call it welcome to the human race. Yeah. We lie, we deny, we avoid, and we sweep. Yeah. And so that's not a judgment. It's a function of the conscious. We don't like looking at things. Right. But your unconscious never lies to you and only wants to look at things. That's mm -hmm. all it wants to do. So your conscious is always hiding and your unconscious wants you to get it. So it will repeat inside the same dream. It will repeat maybe if you say to me, I had that dream six times in the last two weeks. Mm. That's another situation where your unconscious is trying its best to get your attention. You. And the repeating that happens over a period of years, that's more like a favorite expression. Oh, interesting. Mm. Would you say some of these expressions are common across like different people? Um, so for example, I often have the dream that my teeth are falling out, mm. which I've read is like a common anxiety dream. It is. Yeah. Would you say that like there is some symbols that have similar meanings to people. Right. And so you might want to ask yourself about your life and that week, if you're dreaming that your teeth are falling out, is it because you know the expression, spit it out? Mm. Maybe you've got something to say to somebody that you've been holding in. Mm. And the dream, that's the practice. Yeah. It's spitting it out. Yeah. Spitting it out. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So interesting. Or sometimes, you know, you might dream that your teeth are falling out because you're going through some kind of transition. Mm. Because for every single person all over the world forever, at five or six, seven years old, our teeth fall out. Right, yeah. And so maybe you're having that dream because you're turning 30 mm. or 40, or maybe there's some other kind of transition that's happening in your life. So I guess to take it back to the specific dreamer, if you were her, how would you act around your best friend's boyfriend moving forward? Well, I would, again, look at that from a literal or a metaphoric point of view. And so if, as you said earlier, if I really am attracted to him and I'm hiding it from myself and not looking at it, mm -hmm. if that's the purpose of the dream, me personally, I wouldn't take it to my best yeah, friend. Yeah, I know. And I wouldn't even take it to him. But it does have to come out. Yeah. And so I would choose a friend or family member that I really trust, and I would take it to them, at least to talk about it. Yeah. You know, and if I'm looking at the metaphor, if I find out that I slept with this man in a dream, and it was because of his assertiveness that I was trying to connect to. Right, right. Well, now I often say to my kids, once you know something, you can never go back to not knowing. Yeah. There's mm -hmm. a shift that happens in how you are looking at something. And once that shift happens, she's not going to look at the boyfriend and say, oh, my God, I slept with you. I'm attracted to you. I had a dream about you in her mind. Right. She's going to know that she was dreaming about him yeah. because she needed some assertiveness. Mm. And so her unconscious picked him as an assertive person. And once you know that, there is no discomfort. Yeah, right. Because right. you know what it is. Yeah, it's not and about you can him. can never go back yeah. to not knowing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Would you ever recommend someone, like, tell the person, like, hey, I had a sex dream about you? It really would depend on who it is yeah, and yeah. <laughs> what my relationship with them is. Yeah. 
Okay, Lainey, so let's talk about some of the most common sex dreams and what they mean. And Eric, I'd love any of your feedback on these. So I think a lot of people have a sex with a, a celebrity or someone rich in their dreams. Have you both ever had like celebrity? Yes, absolutely. Yes. yes same. I love those dreams personally. <laughs> same. I know. We've they're been, fun. They're, yeah. they're fun. I know. We've been watching a lot of, I've never watched Grey's Anatomy before. And so we're finally watching it. I have a lot of Patrick Dempsey dreams. <laughs> but so like, what is that? What is that? And I want to ask you, what comes to your mind when you think about Patrick? Oh, he's just hot. <laughs> there's no, there's no shield there. There's he's no, just okay. hot. Yeah. <laughs> and so because we don't always feel worthy or important, and all of us have those up and down feelings. Yeah. But if you're having some time where you're not feeling very important, mm-hmm. you might bring a celebrity into your dream. And the message is you are important. Huh, that's so interesting. Yeah. I love when your dreams just put you as like the main character of whatever yeah. TV show, movie, mm. book you're reading. Like I remember I was having a lot of like Star Wars dreams when those movies were coming out. I was like, this is so fun. Can I dream this every night? I love that. (laughs) Yeah, I like that. Were you like... um an imperial warrior like oh no i was one of like the good guys okay. i also yeah. like was having some sex dreams with oh, good. oscar isaac as well i so. love that oh, that's good anytime oscar isaac can visit anytime <laughs> exactly. and even that sentence i was one of the good guys because that's what i do for a living take notes while the dreamer is talking and listen very carefully mm. and i love what you just did you hear what you said i'm one of the good guys yeah, yeah she yes. is Erica's so one of the good guys. if you had that dream during a week where you were down on yourself mm. that's what your unconscious wanted to tell you that you're yeah. one of the good guys mm-hmm. we love that yeah i think the next one is a little bit more confusing um there's a bit of a power dynamic here um i think many people have experienced this one but having sex with your boss or a teacher have you ever had that erica I have. Something similar. Yeah. I mean, I think it's also kind of connects to, like, I definitely had crushes on teachers, especially in high school and college. Yeah. But I wonder if it's, like, sometimes you're legitimately attracted to them as well. Right. As them, I'm assuming, like, representing maybe, like, an authority figure or, like, maybe excellence in the field of whatever subject they teach. Mm -hmm. And I would say... Uh, for me personally, excellent in the field of decision making. Mm-hmm. And am I dreaming having a sexual dream about uh, a boss or an associate who's in that kind of position? Mm-hmm. I'm going to be looking at how am I doing in my decision making? Yeah. Have I been procrastinating? Because that's a scenario where I might find myself uh, sleeping with a, a teacher who knows how to uh, take care of business. Yeah. yeah, that's so interesting. Next one is kind of funny. Having sex with someone that you don't think is hot, someone that you're not attracted to. Well, I will always associate this situation about a dreamer who said to me, I had hot sex with a guy that I would never sleep with in a yeah. million years. <laughs> yeah. And that was the language she used. Yeah. So I, who is always writing while the dreamer's speaking, took her language and put it right back to her. And I asked her, what do you think you did this week? Something that you thought you would never do Mm. in a million years. And it was the boat because she doesn't like boats. And she said that she would never go on a boat in a million years. And her husband took her for a weekend on a boat. And not only did he take her 
But they slept on the boat. Oh, it's so nice. And that rocking motion. Yeah. And she loved it. Huh. So oh. that's why after, you know, just like when you look back on something, like, I can't believe I did that. Right. That's what that dream was. Huh. She was refocusing what happened to her yeah. and how much she loved it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think most people wake up from those kinds of dreams and be like, feel kind of gross. Yeah, like, Ugh, what yeah. was that? But it actually can be something kind of nice. Right. So that's why you want to check in on your feelings. Yes. Because that's how you find the mirror in your waking life, because it'll always be something that really is making you feel like that. Yes, definitely. The next one also can be a little bit icky, depending on how you feel about your ex. But what about having sex with your ex in a dream? I have this dream like all the time. Really? Yeah. I I have as well, actually. Yeah. I mean, I'm also single. So I think part of it is just missing being in a relationship yeah. and missing having a more active sex life sure. or, or missing the person even. And I think it's sometimes it's also like missing the person I was when I was dating them mm, at excellent. that point in my life. Interesting. Well, Erica, you are really talking my language. You're a certified point. dream analyst today, <laughs> she's really, Yeah, she's got, she's got it. There's yeah. no question about yeah. it. And I would use that database filing cabinet that I was talking about earlier and ask myself what comes to my mind about that X mm-hmm. because it might be like in the filing cabinet, by the way, my husband Andy is in the same file with every single guy I've ever gone out with in mm-hmm. my whole life. Mm-hmm. And so that's what happens. They all are interchangeable. Mm. So I would be asking myself about my ex and then I would be looking at who in my life this week is behaving just like that. Right. So it's like a carried symbol. Exactly. So interesting. So this one is about sex with a faceless stranger. I think oftentimes in dreams, we might see faceless people. Um, Yes. What do faceless people mean, just generally speaking? I'm actually glad right now that we talked about this, that we brought it in earlier, Mm. because now I could reach back to all those different parts of yourself, Mm -hmm. the parts that are over-exercised, that your knee-jerk responses to waking life situation, Mm. those are the parts of yourself that you recognize Mm. and are familiar to Mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. But what about all those parts that you don't recognize because you were taught as a child, you know, don't be selfish. It's not good to be selfish. Yeah. And so that's a part of you that Carl Jung would have called your shadows. Mm, so yeah. if you heard in the house that you grew up in, if you grew up with siblings and the main message that you got in the house you grew up in is uh, share your toys with your brother. Mm. Go look after your sister. Sure. And your whole life existence anyway is about sharing mm-hmm. your parents' attention. So right. it's all about sharing, sharing, sharing. And those are the people, including myself, Mm -hmm. who grow up and maybe, not always, but have a tendency to always say yes. And that's why you want to take back the familiar plus the unfamiliar parts of yourself. So if you're dreaming that you're having sex with a faceless stranger, it's some aspect of yourself that is so unfamiliar to you that you don't even recognize it. Something I noticed about that situation, if you're dreaming about sex with a faceless stranger, 
is it removes part of the equation of a sex dream because you can't be like, oh, what does this person mean to me? Right. right. So it's more about like, what does this sex act mean to me? Is it like a new kink? Is it something you've been yeah. wanting to try? Or like, what does this situation mean to yeah. me? Like, are you dreaming you're having sex like on a boat or right. Right. in public exactly. or right. something like that? I think those are both great yeah. points. So what if you have sex with someone of a gender that you're not attracted to in your dream? Okay, well, you know, it's possible that if a woman is dreaming about having sex with another woman, she could be trying to get in touch with her femininity Mm -hmm. and similarly a man with his masculinity. Mm -hmm. But um, I know a girl, I always have a story, I know a girl whose roommate, when it came summer, decided that she wanted to go off to Europe for three months and that she was going to lease out her room. And her roommate, who was the dreamer, shared a dream with me that she had sex with a woman, not her roommate, Mm. but she had sex with a woman. And it was that coming at her from the back. Mm -hmm. And it's her language because she said, I'm getting so screwed by this girl that I can't believe she's thinking about bringing a complete stranger into the apartment that I live in. And so the dream encouraged her to speak up. That's what the dreams always do, by the way. They give rise to an emotion that helps you forward towards the goal. And she went to her roommate and she said, you didn't even come and discuss this with me. Oh, wow. And if you think that I'm going to spend the next three months with a complete stranger, I'm not. Wow. You're going to have to find somebody that I'm familiar with, yeah. that, mm-hmm. somebody that we know. And that's how they ended up, she ended up finding somebody wow. who the dreamer did know and it all yeah. worked out okay. But again, same as the teeth falling out dream, mm, right. this was a getting screwed dream, yeah. but it it brought it out into the open. So interesting. Because, and I don't want to forget to say that the unconscious always has the same goal. Mm. It wants to take the interior discussion called the dream out to waking life where you can brainstorm with other people. Yeah. Because now the discussion is not just with yourself. Right. Now the discussion is outside. Yes. That's such a good point. And and it always has that same goal, which is so cool. It is really cool. I would add to it. I think um, this is me speculating, but I would think if you're, you know, a lesbian woman dreaming about having sex with a man or a gay man Mm -hmm. having sex with a woman, it's probably similar in one end, but it might also be something about, like, feeling pressure from society. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, good. Totally. Yeah. That's what I would guess. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you how I know Mm -hmm. that you ladies really get it. Because there is not a simple answer. Mm. And it has to do with the individual. And you want to open the door to every different idea Mm -hmm. that you can think of. And if you do take 10 people and put them in a room with one dreamer and one dream, and you go around, the dreamer stays quiet in this situation. They say their dream, and then they stay quiet. Mm. And they listen to everybody's projection. And in the end, you go back to the dreamer, and suddenly they know exactly why they had the dream, because Mm -hmm. they're listening to everybody else's idea about why they would have it. Yeah. So fascinating. 
Well, Lainey, you've taught us so much today about dreams, about analyzing them. This has been so much fun. And we thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thanks thank you so much. for inviting me. It was fun. Cosmo Confessions is made in collaboration with Edit Audio. I'm your host, Mia Lardier. This episode was produced by Mia Lardier, Ali Sirwa, and Maria Passingham. It was edited, mixed, and mastered by Maria Passingham. Thank you to our production manager, Kathleen Speckert, and our executive producer, Steph Colburn. As always, thank you to the whole Cosmo and Edit Audio teams for their time and input. And an extra special shout out to our guests and to you for listening. Now tell us your secrets. Link is in the show notes. Secrets, secrets are no fun unless you tell me one.